0: Welcome to the How Fitting Podcast, where you'll hear from independent fashion designers and entrepreneurs about how they grow their business, making clothes that fit their customer and values. I'm your host, Alison Haynes. Today, I'm joined by Alexa McNeil of Cedar and Sand Swimwear. So welcome to the show, Alexa.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. For those listening who are just meeting you for the first time, could you share a little bit about who you are and what you
1: do? Yeah, absolutely. So I am Alexa. A lot of people call me Lex, but I am the founder of Cedar and Sand Swimwear, which is a Seattle-based company because I live in Seattle. And I launched in October of 2020. And this brand that I've created is a brand for women to feel confident in an item of clothing that usually makes us feel anything but confident. And every single suit is adjustable, and I plan to make every single suit in the brand continue to be adjustable.
0: Nice. I love it. Um, Swimsuits are definitely one of those things where it's like you have to feel comfortable in otherwise (laughs) because it's like so, you know, exposed in some ways. And so it's like you want to feel confident in a swimsuit, and that's hard to find sometimes.
1: So absolutely. Um, The struggle's always been real for me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, So let's kind of start at the beginning like what um, do you have a background in fashion or what kind of what prompted you to start this brand?
1: Yeah so I went to school for apparel merchandising which in hindsight you know I'm now of course I'm like you know I probably should have gone for design but that's okay. (laughs) Um, What kind of started this for me was growing up up until I've actually started cedar and sand swimwear, I would always spend like $300 on swimsuits only to take them home and have to cut and sew and alter them myself because I know how to sew. And so it would always be the band size that would never match the cup size for me, especially when you're just going by basic sizing of small, extra small, medium for Mm -hmm. a top. It was never fitting my body the way I needed it to fit my body. So instead of having to continue to spend all this money, sewing and altering my swimsuits, I started designing. One day I literally just picked up a pencil, started drawing out these suits that felt like they were missing something. Like for example, the Baywatch suit that I have is the classic one piece that everybody has. But I put in a shelf bra and the shelf bra on the back, you can snap it to your band size. So that way it, it fits, it lifts everything up. And that, to me, was the most comfortable version of a swimsuit. I just wanted to be able to adjust the swimsuit when it was on my body.
0: hmm mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's, like, it almost, when you don't have, like, bra sizing, where the cup and the band are, like, two separate measurements, it can be really hard, like you say, to, like, get the band size and the cup size to fit properly. Absolutely. Um, cool. So... What were some of the other frustrations that, you know, were there other things that you're like, oh, this is, this is too hard. I don't, I don't like shopping for swimsuits. Um, like I need to, I need to design something to like fix these things. Like what were the things other than the band and cup size? Um, were there other things that you're like, I need to design a suit that doesn't do this or that does do this?
1: Yeah, so Comfortability is a huge thing for me, especially because I would always go towards, so I feel like, especially right now, string bikinis are very in, but string bikinis for myself and for other women that have bigger chests are uncomfortable on the neck. I don't care what anybody says. They dig into your neck. It pulls you down and it hurts. It's not, it's not a long day at the beach swimsuit if you're trying to be active if you're trying to walk around it hurts so i wanted to make sure that all of the two pieces and the one pieces i made were not string bikinis that the straps of all of the suits were adjustable as well but not the kind that are going to dig into your shoulders and give you Mm -hmm. that neck pain. and i also am making sure that all of the swimsuits are high-waisted and high-cut which I will never go back to super <laughs> low-rise swimsuits ever again. These are just so flattering, you know?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of like create that, um, like highlight your waist in a way with the, the high waist band. Nice. Um, so I'm curious, like what made you decide this was going to be a brand instead of, like you mentioned you sew, instead of just like sewing yourself a swimsuit that met your needs, like what? Cause, Cause that's kind of like a whole undertaking in itself. So like, what made you decide this? No, this is going to be a business. I'm going to make suits and sell them.
1: Yeah, so during the day, so, okay. Kind of, kind of long story short. Well, I'm going to try and make it short. <laughs> but we have time. Day, so <laughs> Okay. So during the day, my full-time job is being a nanny. That's not my passion. My passion is to be in the fashion industry, right? Mm -hmm. And I have known since I graduated college that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I just felt it. So I actually had a friend that I asked, I kind of ran the whole idea by her at first. Once I started designing the swimsuits, I was like, whoa, I'm so excited about these. Let's make a prototype. And then let's just go ahead and post it on Instagram and see if we get any, like, see if anybody says anything about it. If no one says anything about the swimsuit, when we post it on like an IG story, then, you know, I'll just make it for myself. It's not the end of the world, but I just wanted to kind of gauge and see how interested people actually were in my designs. So we, I went over to her house and We made this really, really, like, it wasn't that great, like, if you were actually looking at, like, the stitching and the detail, but again, it was good enough to exemplify what I wanted for, like, a mock-up sample suit, and it was the Every Which Way, which is the number one suit for cedar and sand swimwear. It's the best seller. It's my favorite, and it's actually the first suit that I designed, so we made a mock-up of it. And I put it on, we took a few pictures out on our deck. It was really casual. And then we posted on Instagram and I got over 25 different DMs and responses. And everybody was like, what is that suit? Where can I get this suit? And so everybody was really interested. And so that's kind of when I was like, okay, I feel feel like I can really do something with this. Like I need to start looking into manufacturers because obviously I don't want to be the one that sews all of the suits, but I, yeah, it kind of just took off from there. And, you know, along the journey before we actually made it to the manufacturing stage, um, my friend that I wanted to bring on with me for the business kind of backed out and she was, she had a different um, career path in mind for her. And I was really passionate about starting this brand. So then I went on to do it on my own, but yeah, it was really just making a mock-up, taking pictures, and seeing the response on social media that like gave me the courage to be like, okay, I need to actually take action about this.
0: Mm -hmm. I love how you like kind of set up a test of like, let's, before I, like I'm passionate, but before I get kind of like carried away with starting this, like let's get feedback and make sure that this is what other people want as well, because you know, without, without customers excited about it, then it's, it's hard to run a business. So that's really cool that you kind of did that test and got such great response to it.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I, I'm such a dreamer, so I can get really carried away really easily. (laughs) Um, I always have these like crazy ideas that pop into my head and I'm like, let's just try it, please. So I'm happy with this one that I actually was like, okay, let's, Let's put some feelers out. Let's take it slow. Cause I'm not, I didn't start off with my first um, launch. I didn't start off with, you know, like 20,000 pieces. And I didn't, you know, I just, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't want to start off with a huge inventory. I actually started off really small just to make sure that I could get the ball rolling. And with everything delayed and launching in COVID and launching in October, you know, winter. Probably yeah, not the launch for a swimwear line. I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to, I wasn't like really reaching for the stars and I was going to fall flat on my face. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So let's kind of talk about that. Like what was the whole journey and process like then during 2020 and to like, how did you find a factory and what was the process like after you decided, okay, there's interest. I'm going to go do this. Like, what did you do then?
1: So it actually took me a little bit of time. I had started, I think when I posted that uh, picture of me in the mock-up Every Which Way, that was back in 2019, like summer of 2019. So oh I knew I had like a year to plan and everything, but I started with just First off, I knew I was like, okay, this is probably gonna be a lot of money. And I don't know if I wanna be able to do like a loan because again, I'm this is all on me. So I was like, okay, this has to be, I have to figure out a way to to be funded. But I also don't know if I'm looking for investors like right off the bat. So I started buying a few manufacturers. And the way I was able to choose a manufacturer manufacturer was that I knew I wanted them to be located in California because I wanted my suits to be made in the U.S. because I knew that these suits, I didn't want to use a typical size two or four six foot tall model for these suits because I wanted them to cater to different body types. So I actually am the fit model for the suits, which is easy, it turns out, because I have such a clear path of communication with the manufacturers in California. We can overnight suits and that way, all of the tweaks and the details and everything are perfect. And it doesn't take, you know, months and months to ship back and forth because they're just, they're in the U S and it's Mm -hmm. a lot easier, or at least I feel like it's a lot easier. So I started calling a few companies in California and some of them gave me back quotes that were unreal. So I was like, okay, I can't, you know, I can't afford that. That sounds like a great goal in the future, but we're starting off small. So then I landed on a company that actually seemed like they were really interested in working with a startup business. And it seemed like they were kind of like new to this a little bit as well. So I was like, okay, I'm going to put my faith in another company that is also kind of just starting off with working with swimwear. So I'm excited about that and it worked out and the quotes that they gave me for all of the different suits were really decent and I was like okay I can do this this I'm I'm willing to spend this amount of money to make these suits and they had someone help me source the fabric which I wanted all of the fabric to be made in the um, and sourced in the US as well, so Mm -hmm. it kind of worked out really well in that aspect of everything but once you start working with the manufacturers, of course covid just delayed a lot of the process. So in my mind I was like, okay, this is great. I took a day trip, I flew to California. I I actually had sorry, now I'm jumping the gun. Okay, mm-hmm. missing a very important detail. So before I wanted to go to the manufacturers and have them make the sample suits. I actually hired an intern and her name is Madison Norman. I have to give her a shout out because she was incredible and she's off to Great things right now. But I hired an intern because I wanted her to make the sample suits for me because I didn't trust the manufacturers to make sample suits that would fit my body right off the bat. I didn't, Mm -hmm. I just wanted them to be catered to my body type. Right. Mm -hmm. So she did like an amazing job working with me, especially because I don't know if you've seen my suits on the website, but they're not, they're not your typical string bikini. They are really intricate and different and some that I have I've never seen before so I was like these are very different you're not making just like a basic swimsuit here like we're getting snaps involved we're getting like there's a necktie on a suit we're doing like elastic cording for like a corset waist like are you ready for this so (laughs) she did such a good job so I took these sample suits down to California because I did not want to get scammed and that was my biggest fear was I was like, what if I go down to this manufacturer? or what if I say yes and sign my life away and pay all this money and the manufacturers aren't real or what if it's like secretly a sweatshop? I don't know. I'm again, I'm so new to this. So I took the sample suits down to California to meet the manufacturers and sign the papers in person so I could actually look at the factory mm-hmm. and pay it for myself and it kind of just all flowed together. I did the whole trip in a day. I did a little photo shoot when I was down there too, which I really made the most of the day. And then I flew back late at night after signing the papers and I was like, okay, we're doing it. I guess, I guess I signed my life away. I guess I have to get hustling now. (laughs) Nice. Oh, but as COVID goes, it really did slow down the process. Like, it, and especially with the wildfires and everything in California, mm-hmm. like, you know, you can't see these things coming. So I thought about it and I was like, I could wait and launch, you know, I could wait another year and launch in the summer of 2021 or yeah, summer of 2021. But in my mind, I was like, I've, teased these suits to people for so long that I don't want to keep them waiting, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, and those who are really interested, they're going to want to buy them regardless if they come out in October of COVID 2020, or if they come out in 2021, like I don't want to wait any longer. So when I pushed my launch date to winter, I actually got a great response. And then from then on, it's kind of just been consistent with the amount of people that have been purchasing suits. And towards spring, I was able to do a pop-up shop and have my first wholesale deal with a company in Seattle called the Kira Collective. So I'm happy with my decision of waiting to launch in October. And with COVID, everybody, everything was so slowed down that I actually used that time to just like, Perfect everything. So, mm-hmm. not saying it was a, not saying COVID was a blessing in any means, but for me, it was silver a time. Silver linings. Yeah, silver linings. It really, I like had been hoping, I was like, wow, it would be great if the world could slow down a little bit so I could get caught up on everything. It kind of happened for me. So, it just magically worked out.
0: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool that. So, when was it that you flew down to California? Was that kind of like before COVID or during?
1: That was before. So that was technically, that was December of 2019. And yeah, and I, I just took a day trip down there and found a photographer. It was actually very like, You know, like I probably wouldn't do this again because it it does feel sketchy looking back on it. But I just flew down. I had never met the photographer, but my boss that I work for was like, hey, he's a good guy. Like he's going to do a great job. You got to go down and you got to work for him. So I flew down. I hopped off the plane. I did my own like hair and makeup and everything for it. And then it was on the beach of Marina Del Rey. And so it was beautiful. And then, of course, to them, they were like, this is like cold. This is December weather. And I was like, no, no, no. This is perfect for me. I'm from Seattle. It's actually really hot. I'm gonna do this photo shoot in all of my swimsuits. And mm-hmm. those pictures actually turned out so great that I still use them on the website right now. So it was such a cool experience.
0: Oh nice. Cool. So when you went to the factories, or was it just the one factory at that point? Um was it just the samples that you brought them or what all did you like bring to them that it, you know, other than COVID delays went so smoothly?
1: Yeah. So I had arrived with um, all of the sample suits, right. And there were seven. So I arrived with that. And then my um, intern had also made the paper patterns as well. So okay. for them, you needed to digitize them, which means like make the patterns actually like on their screen so they can print it off, make copies, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So when I showed up that day, I had like a full suitcase of like my paper patterns and my suits. And I was like, Hey, I'm ready to do this. Never done this before. Fresh entrepreneur. Um, And they were so kind. And we sat and talked about everything. They showed me the whole process of what's going to be next to come and how they go through everything. And then of course, I. they gave me the number of someone who can help me source the material from California as well, which was perfect because I had just been using material from Joann's, truly. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is one, expensive. This is two. I don't want to have to just only see what Joann Fabrics in Seattle has available for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that part was great I mean I still you know I'm still in charge of like sourcing the snaps and the elastic and everything but it was nice to just be able to pick exactly which colors and what kind of fabric and material I wanted and have someone go out and deliver it to the factory which is makes things so much easier especially when I don't live in California so yeah after I signed the papers and had paid like you have to pay half down I flew back home that day and then was like okay well it's time that I get someone to help me develop a website and then I needed to think about all of the branding as far as like what do I want my my packaging to look like what do I want my tags to look like and what do I want my business cards to look like that was when I had to do all of the like the suits are one thing but everything else is a whole other story and especially to just yeah for sure Yeah. And I don't have any employees yet. So I really rely on the help of like my friends. I'm really lucky to have like such a great support system within my friends and my family. And they kind of just like would help where they can with everything, but it was a lot. And when those suits finally did arrive in like 17 giant boxes at my parents' house (laughs) and I had to do all of the unboxing and put them all, like, organize them all into separate tubs and do a final count of everything. Like, again, I had people there to help, but yeah. And then I'm still working on my social media end because social media to me is challenging because it's just another added job on top of your five other jobs, you know?
0: Yeah, being a solo entrepreneur, I totally get that. I'm also, um, it's just me, I don't have other employees and so yeah it's like running the like doing the job and then also running the business and social media and keeping up with emails and taxes and you know (laughs) whatever else shipping and all that so yeah it ends up being a lot um so do you like how do you kind of balance all of those things you know obviously you're you're passionate about designing these suits and doing the business but um how do you kind of stay motivated to stay on top of maybe the less fun or exciting tasks of being an entrepreneur
1: yeah so i almost feel like this is like a piece of advice that i have to give to everybody if you are not good at your taxes and that's just like not your strong suit it's because it's it's so different when you enter um, when you have a business doing mm-hmm. taxes like different than just going on, like going on a website and simply entering them in and everything like that, I would suggest finding someone who can do your taxes for you. So as long as you're keeping track of like, okay, this is what I'm spending. This is my business credit card, everything like that. If you find someone to do your taxes for you, that eliminates so much stress for me, at least I'm still mm-hmm. doing obviously like, they take care of my like yearly taxes. So when you have a business, obviously you understand there's so many taxes that you have to do besides Mm -hmm. yearly taxes. It's hard to stay on top of those, but the motivation comes from having a little bit of structure. I wish I had a little bit more structure. I can't wait until I'm at the point where I don't have to nanny full-time and then come home and work on this, work on my business on like the nights and on the weekends. I can't wait till we're at that point. We're getting there, but we're not there yet. So the structure part comes from like waking up, going to work, making sure that I get like a workout in because that's gonna keep me also motivated. And then I have two separate planners. Like I have my like normal day-to-day activities planner and then I have my what to do for the business planner, right? (laughs) And I make sure that I am getting all of those done. But I also have realized, especially with like looking at how I acted before COVID and from seeing this after COVID and having a business, like, I feel like I definitely had a lot more free time before COVID, like, and I probably should have been using that time to put towards the business, right? But now after going through all of that and launching and everything, I do feel like I, I'm kind of constantly working, but I'm, again, I'm passionate about it. Staying on top of the little tasks is, is hard, but I know that at the end of the day, if I can get these done, maybe at some point I will have someone who would like to take that off my hands. But I really do believe that you need to know how to do every single aspect of your, of the job. Like I have worked in retail for Majority of my life, and my least favorite thing was when I would be working so hard and gone through all of the positions, and then all of a sudden they'd come in and they'd hire a hire a manager that has like zero experience working the other roles. I just mm-hmm. think that you need to know every single role before you can be the manager, kind of thing. So I do make it a point to understand how to do the taxes and how to, I am the one that writes all the descriptions for my suits. I definitely have my roommate, Erin, edit them for me because I'm not the greatest writer and she (laughs) is. But again, I just, it's important. At the end of the day, it's important that you know exactly what's going on if you wanna be in charge.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And I think um, there's like a balance then between, um, you know, knowing how to do everything and then at some point being willing to, you know, let it go or let somebody else do it. Um, But then also though, because at the, you know, if you do know how to do it all, I I think you're right that it like makes you a better manager and more like more empathetic about you know, what, what is really involved? Like if you ask your employee, like, Hey, can you do this? Like you understand kind of what you're asking and how big of a job it is. Um, and so I think can, that can really help. Um, yeah, the empathy of like, you understand how you're, how, what you're doing affects the other pieces of the process and what other people are working on. It's like, you can be more considerate about everybody's job and stuff.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, it's even like, it kind of even hits me now. Like, because when I do ask if like a friend or someone can help me with a favor, I'm like, I understand that this is a big ask because I can't do it on my own. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate your help and thank you. But yeah, it is, it is really hard to balance, but I also feel like I wouldn't be as happy And as focused on everything as I am, if I didn't give myself like breaks and time to go on vacation and not think about the business at all. And Mm -hmm. again, like this is just the struggle of being a female solo entrepreneur, right? And it's just how it goes. You have to do, you are in charge and everything falls on you in the beginning. But once you're able to grow your business and you can support yourself while paying other employees, then it gets a little bit easier. But again, I'm only in my first, I just finished my first actual year of being the founder of Cedar and Sand Swim. So congrats. That's big. Thank you. I'm, I'm feeling I'm definitely a person that's like, what's the next thing? Like, I'm always thinking like, okay, now what do I do next? Okay, now I'm ready for the next thing. Like, it's hard for me to just sit and enjoy the hard work that I put in and be like, wow, I'm proud of myself. I'm always Mm -hmm. like, okay, that was great, but now we need to focus on this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm the same way where I need to remind myself, like, no, you need to celebrate this, this win or this occasion or this, you know, business anniversary because a year ago or two years ago or five years ago, you would have been super impressed to be where you are today. You know?
1: (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's so hard when you're like really thirsty for success, it's hard to be like, wait, I I am successful. I did achieve my goals. Like let's like marinate on that for a second.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was listening to a podcast the other day and um, they were talking about how if you're, that like having a system is better for your happiness than having a goal because the goal is almost like saying, I can't be happy until I've reached this goal. But if you have a system and kind of a structure of like, okay, here's what I'm going to, the little things I'm going to do every day to meet that goal. Then every day, when you do that, you can feel successful of like, I accomplished this, you know, I met what I wanted to do. And you don't have to like delay the gratification or the happiness or the sense of success until that big goal is met.
1: Definitely. And I, I definitely agree with that. And because, yeah, you can definitely you can make a giant goal for yourself. But if you don't have the system in place to, like, take those baby steps to meet that goal, then you're never you're going to feel like you never reached your goal until, I don't know, let's say your goal takes you like a few years. You're not going to feel happy or proud of yourself until you've actually met that goal, you know? Mm hmm. I'm a, I also am a big (laughs) podcast listener too. I listen to so many entrepreneur podcasts and I think like one of the biggest things for me is that people always say like your time is the most valuable thing. And Mm -hmm. I've like recently, you know, again, I love to bring it back to a place of COVID, but I really do feel like that was a year where everybody probably learned so much about How important their time is because you had to choose exactly who you wanted to spend it with, right? Mm -hmm. And at least and and everything like that, and you had to decide like what are the most important things that you want to spend your time on. And I really like it really resonates with me because right now where I'm at, I'm like, okay, what what do I need to actually spend my time on? Like, I don't need to be spending as much time on making sure that I see a million friends every single week. Like that's just like, that's exhausting and that's not the best use of my time. Right. You know, and, or like, it's not, it's not going to be helpful for me for just for me, speaking for myself, I hate having to do meal prep and everything like that. I'm like, what are some (laughs) things I could eliminate from my like day-to-day schedule just to make it, just to give me more time to focus on myself and my business. And so one of those things is like, now I do like a meal delivery service, which again, like that takes away, like usually it would take me like 30 minutes, 30 to 45 minutes to like cook a meal every single night. So now that's time that I can just put back into the business or put back into myself to like reward myself. But Mm -hmm. your time is so valuable. And I know I keep saying this, but I just can't wait until I have employees so I can spend my time on more of the creative part and less on the you know the taxes and everything like that
0: so yeah it sounds like you really kind of set up your business even from the start of like this is what is important to me and my brand and the lifestyle that I want and then thinking of kind of the long term like where do I want to be eventually like even the fact that you're thinking about I want to you know, eventually have employees and I'm going to work towards like setting up the systems and knowing how to do this stuff so that when I have employees, you know, I'm, I'm ready for that next step. Um, is that something that you've done consciously of kind of thinking what is the end goal and, and how can I set myself up now for that? Or has it kind of just evolved over
1: time? Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, it kind of, my end goal is almost always changing. All I know is that my end goal is to have this business. I really want this business to be huge. Like I want Cedar and Sand Swimwear to be a huge brand. And I keep meeting like my little goals, which I just went to the surf expo in Orlando, Florida in September, because I had decided that. So basically after I launched, I was like, this is great. I'm selling swimsuits, but I feel like I could sell more swimsuits if I went a wholesale route as well. So I could sell through my website, but I could also sell to different businesses, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Different buyers. So after I did, let's fast forward. So I launched in October of 2020 and then later that year, well, you know, later more of spring of 2021, then I was able to do a pop up shop with the Cura Collective, and then we did wholesale from then on. And then after doing that, I was kind of like, you know, I need to get myself out there a little bit more. Like I understand that Seattle knows who I am, but I I want to be like worldwide. I want an, I want more businesses to know the brand Cedar and Sandswim. So. I picked, I kind of like looked through my options of trade shows that I could go to. And then I landed on the Surf Expo um, in Orlando, Florida. So I prepped everything. I had a few new designs made for that. And mostly I was just there to make connections, right? One of my goals was I really wanted to walk away with a buyer. I was like, as long as I can walk away with just one, it'll be great. And my a lot of people were like, you're going to walk away with more than one. And I was like, I don't care. As long as I can walk away with one, I will be proud. And so I went to the surf expo. I made so many great connections. I kind of got to see the world of wholesale, which I'm still learning about. And I'm still like, just, just have my one foot in the door with it right now. Mm I did get to walk away with a brand new buyer. So I'm excited about that. And I guess like, my goals keep changing right so i now that i've done now that i have a buyer with wholesale i'm like i'm thirsty for more i'm like okay now i want more buyers and then Mm -hmm. i'm like okay actually my next step needs to be more of like kind of like a, a relaunch like the launch that i actually wanted to have but you know again was kind of had to be virtual because of covid um i want to do more of like a relaunch in spring and then a long-term goal that I've even thought about because I watched the um, Miami Swim Week fashion shows and just, Mm -hmm. I stay up to date with everything. Like a long-term goal for me and I'm putting it into the universe because I feel like I can achieve it is to be featured in Sports Illustrated with Cedar and Sand Swimwear. So we're putting it out there again, long-term goal, but I feel like, I don't know, I have a new goal every day. (laughs) it's always (laughs) changing
0: and but it still seems like you know overall like you want to grow this brand and you want to you know you've mentioned that you want like want to hire employees and you want to make this kind of your full-time like this is what you want to be doing so I imagine that kind of keeps the other goals a little bit grounded so that you're not like running in one direction and then turning around and running the other direction the next day
1: Yes, exactly. And it's and it, it keeps, I don't know how to explain it, but truly like anything that I've ever had a question about, because of course I'm a new entrepreneur. I've never done this before. I didn't go to school to be an entrepreneur and start my own business. Um, any question that ever pops up, I always am looking around for the connections that I've made. So I can go out and ask them like, hey, like, what steps did you take to achieve this goal that now I have, you know, and just always utilizing the people that you have around you because they have the best advice. And mm-hmm. I feel like the entrepreneurs that I know in my life want to help other people succeed. So yeah, it does it does seem achievable. And yes, of course, at the end of the day, I'm working towards having employees and having to only be or getting to only focus on just this business not nannying as well so I know that the more little steps I take as far as building more connections and going to these trade shows and getting my name more out there like the more exposure the better and it'll bring me closer to my goals
0: yeah so how do you make these connections or where do you make these connections other than trade shows
1: Yeah, um, I've made a lot of connections through social media, actually, especially for someone like me, who is like, I'm just now learning how to make reels. Like, I'm- (laughs) I made my first
0: one this year, and it took me forever.
1: (laughs) See, I actually, like, social media has been so helpful because I'm able to just post and be like, hey, I don't know how to do this. If you'd like to help me, I will pay you slash just- (laughs) get to know you. And I will definitely, if you scratch my back, I will scratch yours in the future. I swear. Um, so that part's been nice. Cause I have, I don't know, I've had so many women reach out to me and say how grateful they are for my swimsuits. And like, I make a point to like answer every single DM that I get. So that way I can really be connected with my customers And I also am trying to build a community. So social media, um, I also just ask friends of friends. Like I'll be like, one of my biggest ones was when I had questions about wholesale, I had made the connection of Cura Collective. So I was able to ask Kiko, the founder of Cura Collective, how does, like, what would be her biggest piece of advice for me when I go to these trade shows, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just maintaining those relationships that you've made or even asking your friends. Like I made the relationship through the Cura Collective just simply by asking my friends, hey, do you guys know any, I don't know, boutique owners in Seattle or anywhere that would be interested in talking to me about um, doing wholesale? You know, just ask. I feel like, I don't know, with social media and like all of the people that you know and that they know, it's always like, best friend's mailman's daughter like and (laughs) if you can find a way to reach that person it's it's going to be a a great connection for you and again people are usually so helpful I've only ran into like a few people that didn't want to help me at all which was sad but that's okay there's so Mm -hmm. many other people out there that are helpful
0: yeah yeah so cool and those are great like types of places or just you know how to approach making those connections because they are so important especially for small businesses and really any business it's I I feel like fashion the fashion industry is very much about like who you know unfortunately in some ways but then it kind of keeps it real in others and in that like even though we're all here for business it's also about that personal connection too
1: definitely and yeah, I sadly the fashion industry so far does seem like it's about who you know. Um mm-hmm. but at the same time, if you have a good product and you're willing to work hard and you have that thing in you that most entrepreneurs have, which is that you don't want to give up and that you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, then you're gonna be okay, you know? And mm-hmm. Even if you're making a connection and they're not even in your field, you never know what that connection is going to bring. It could be completely, you can make a connection with someone like, I don't know, in the service industry. And then all of a sudden they know someone else. It's just, it's like a web. You never mm-hmm. know what it's bring to you. Yeah, for
0: sure. So I want to talk a little bit more about your actual swimsuits. So you mentioned that they're all adjustable and you talked about like the adjustable shelf bra and the, the one-piece suit, um, what are some of the other things that adjust on your suits?
1: Yeah, so I guess I'll just go through the list of all my current suits that I have on the website. Um, and then of course I'm working on designing more, so stay tuned. <laughs> but for the Every Which Way, which I mentioned earlier is the bestseller, the first suit that I made the mock-up sample of, that one you it's basically if you can imagine high-waisted swimwear bottoms with two long 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 pieces of fabric attached onto the waistband you can transform that suit and wear it in over 15 different styles so the adjustability factor is kind of in the versatility of the suit for this one Mm -hmm. and then I have the Miami suit which is another one piece so I have three one pieces and then I have three um, two-piece suits gotcha. just so far. So another the other one piece is the Miami and that one has a corset waist. So it has a really thin elastic cording connecting the top and the bottoms. Um, and it gives you a really nice, like it gives you a little like hourglass, hourglass figure and you can tighten the cording in the back and the straps to that one um, are tie straps. So that way you can adjust the straps on that as well as, as well as the midsection. And then I have the Baywatch, which I had mentioned earlier too, is the, um, big surprise. I based it off of Baywatch with Pamela Anderson (laughs) Um, and it's like a classic one piece, right? Just like a sleek looking one piece lower back, but it has that built-in shelf bra because I found with one pieces, it really doesn't do much for the girls so this one because the built-in shelf bra lifts the girls and then you can tighten that shelf bra on the back to your exact band size and the snaps hit at different points so another thing with my suits is you can kind of just base it off of what you typically wear like if you're a basically kind of like a true size small in one pieces for the most part you're going to be a true size small in my one pieces too um mm-hmm. And then I have the circus suit, which is a two-piece suit. And you can buy all of the two-piece suits separately because I fully believe that you don't have to be a small on top and a small on bottom. You should be allowed to be a small on top and a large on bottom or whatever. So the top part for the circus is a little ruffle bralette and you tie it. So that way it takes any band sizing away kind of because you can tie it as tight as you want right in the middle. like right in the Mm -hmm. center where your cleavage would be. And then it comes with high-waisted little ruffle bottoms, which I'm obsessed with. And then I have the Cleopatra and this one is very intimidating at first says most people, but when Mm -hmm. they put it on, they're like, okay, this is actually really flattering. So the bottoms have these cutouts that are right on the side and because it's high-waisted the cutouts are flattering i promise you they're not in a spot where you're like oh i don't really want to have that showing um they're flattering high-waisted cutouts on the side and then it's a kind of like a tube top um for the top part but it has a little like in a little keyhole like right in the center and it has a necktie that attaches it also has straps too but the necktie has a little snap where you can pop it off if you're not feeling as bold and bondagey, <laughs> if you want, <laughs> and then the necktie pops back on. I actually prefer to wear it with the necktie. I really feel like it adds something, but you know, some people like the necktie off. Also, for tanning, it's kind of great to t- to take the necktie off so you don't have a giant tan line going up your neck. <laughs> um, and then I have the itsy bitsy, which is just like the classic two-piece bikini. So it's triangle. It's not um, string bikini like I've mentioned in the past how it get string bikinis am for your neck. Um, it has two straps that are adjustable. It has an elastic band that's also adjustable where you can snap it to your uh, band size and then high-waisted super high-cut bottoms. And all of these suits come in black, just a couple of them come in different colors, but for my next line, I am going to expand that and give you a bunch of different colors and prints.
0: Nice, so cool. Yeah, it really seems like you've thought through different challenges. Like even the one you mentioned with like the kind of corset waist, like that really could help with adjusting different heights. You know, if you're really short or really tall, um, I can imagine that that would be super helpful to get like the perfect fit for different height body shapes
1: yeah it's i just wanted to make sure that these suits were suits that i would feel comfortable in that i haven't seen before you know that i just wanted to make sure that they were unique because i just feel so strongly that if you're interested in the same kind of same style of swimsuit that everybody's wearing right now then you can find that everywhere because everybody's making it right. But Mm -hmm. I just wanted to make sure that these suits feel comfortable, especially for people. I wanted it to be comfortable for every single body type. So, and I feel like I've kind of achieved that I've had so many different body types, try them on. And when something doesn't fit right, I take note of it. And I'm like, okay, what can I tweak? What can I change? Cause I really want this to be like a community driven brand where everybody has say in it. And it's all of us working together to have these swimsuits fit all of our body types.
0: So, did you have like multiple people, different body types try on the suits during the development process? Like I know you were the primary fit model, but um, how did you kind of get that feedback on what worked and what doesn't work for different body shapes?
1: Yeah, so I would try on all of the suits after each tweak and adjustment that I would have them make. And then I would take notes and then I would bring them over to a bunch of my friend's houses, just cause again, close by easy mm-hmm. model she is. and they would try it on. And I would look at how it fits on them in each body type and make adjustments from there. So I was like, okay, maybe cause I do have a friend that is like six feet tall and like classic model body. So I was like, okay, if this looks good on her, but it's also looking good on me, who's like five foot three not your typical model body type (laughs) Uh, curvy like more hourglass shape like if this looks good on her and it's fitting like this on her how is that going to fit on me then I was like does this look the same and it doesn't need to look the same but it does need to have the same points of comfort and stretch and everything that it does on each body type so I did have a bunch of different bodies and (laughs) different people try on the suits
0: nice I always, uh, recommend my clients like try, like get that customer feedback or like the feedback of different people, like try it on a real person (laughs) because that can tell you so much and help you really improve the product. So that's amazing.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So I'm curious, what has been the biggest challenge so far in your journey so far with Cedar and sand swimwear?
1: Ooh, um, everything. (laughs) (laughs) Besides, you know, I, I don't know. Let me, let me think on this for a second. I just feel like I've had with each challenge. I've also been able to take a step back and look at it and be like, okay, this isn't the end of the world. This doesn't mean that I have to stop doing what I'm doing. Um, again, I just think that each challenge that's come up has actually been like a secret blessing in disguise like the covid the challenge of covid and going through a pandemic secret blessing in disguise through and through i look back on it now and i'm like i needed that i don't know if i'd be where i'm at right now if i didn't have that um another challenge is probably another challenge is probably material so mm. working i think that's actually I'm thinking about it now and I'm like, wow, I'm actually, I'm so challenged by this that I, I don't even know what I'm going to say back to my fabric sorcerer. So he, the communication back and forth is a little difficult because I can think of the most perfect material, print, pattern, whatever in my head, try and draw it out, try and find a picture of it, send it to my fabric sorcerer, and he'll be like, hey, with like, what we're working with, I can't find this exact one. So that has been a little bit of a challenge. Like
0: finding prints or like describing what fabric you're thinking.
1: Finding the perfect prints. Like I thought, you know, I thought every print that I could ever imagine has already been done, right? Like (laughs) it's already out there. Cheetah print, shouldn't be that hard to find cheetah print, but turns out like it's a lot harder to find the exact like swimsuit material that you're looking for in that exact print for a cost that you can actually afford it's and especially if you're not trying to go outside of the us like it's been really Mm -hmm. limiting and i've had so many people tell me like they're like i have advice for you you should have your swimsuits manufactured outside of the us like it's it's going to be cheaper which I'm aware, or, like, you're going to have more options for material, which I just feel so strongly that I want everything to be made in the U.S., and I just feel like it would be easier for me to continue that, you know, and, yeah, so that has probably been the hardest. Another hard factor is looking for um, sustainable fabric as well, because, the swimsuit industry and fashion industry in general is really looking for more sustainability. So that's like, that's my prediction and that we're moving towards that. But it's hard to find that and find those recycled materials and everything like that, that you're looking for and still keep your price point where you want. Because I like made a promise to myself that I don't want to charge more than $100 for a swimsuit because... Mm-hmm. I wouldn't spend more than a hundred dollars on a swimsuit. So I just, it's hard figuring out your price points with taking in all of the costs and like really making that budget sheet. That is hard for me. The creative aspect of everything, not hard, fun. I love it. (laughs) Yes. It's a little bit difficult, but getting down to like the nitty gritty and actually making sure that you're going to you're going to profit and still make your customers happy and make your buyers happy with the price point. And again, the fabrics that has been, that's a challenge. So if anybody's listening and wants to give me some advice on that, love to make a connection with you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Fabric is a hard thing to, to find. And I, I see that as a challenge for a lot of the brands I talk to is, you know, finding the right fabric, knowing how to describe the fabric they're envisioning, um, finding it low minimum, finding it sustainably, you know, all that is definitely a challenge. But um, I, think, I think it is getting better and more resources, like you said, you know, more and more sustainable um, options are appearing. But yeah, definitely a challenge. Um, so on the flip side, what are you most proud of so far?
1: Okay. I, I really like took the time to think about this because of course, like, like I said, October um, marked my first year of being Mm -hmm. a business. So I am most proud of how far I've come and all of my accomplishments within the first year. So just to recap of what I'm thinking of is, Because I look back on it and I'm like, oh, man, we still got a long way to go. But I'm like, no, you know, pat yourself on the back. You've made it pretty far for your first year of never starting your own business before and how far you've come. So I launched the business in October of 2020. And then by spring, I was able to build a connection and do a pop-up shop in Seattle. Um, I had my first wholesale deal with that pop-up shop in Seattle, uh, with the Cura Collective, I was able to do a giant photo shoot, which I want to make an annual photo shoot, the Cedar and Sand Swim photo shoot with a bunch of different women who just volunteered and showed up and wanted to be models. And we had like snacks and drinks, and it was just a full day of just hanging out with the girls and listening to some Lizzo and... (laughs) It was a blast and I want to make it bigger and bigger each year. So I was able to do that and I went to a first trade show and got a buyer from a trade show. So I'm feeling very happy with everything that I was able to accomplish in this first year and I'm so excited to see what's next.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Um,
0: So I have one more question that I ask everyone at the end of the interview, which is, if you could communicate one value to the world through your swimsuits in your case, what would it be?
1: Ooh, It would probably have to be my tagline, which is adjust your swimsuit, not your body, but that bleeds over into so many other things. I think feeling confident and comfortable in your body is one for me, it, it's taken a lot of work to get to where I am, but There's so many, the whole fashion world, I feel like is moving in such a good direction as far as showcasing different body types. So if you are able to do this on your social media, which has really helped me, and I know a lot of people always suggest this, but if you are still battling and not feeling confident in yourself and feeling like you need to look a certain way in order to feel happy in a swimsuit, or if you're still that person, that's like, I'm not going to buy that swimsuit or that article of clothing until I reach my goal weight. Stop doing that because you're never going to be happy Buy the clothes, buy the swimsuit with exactly how you look now, because you're perfect, your body type, perfect. And if it's helpful to you, start unfollowing the accounts that make you feel anything less than you are Mm -hmm. and that will help your mental health so much or at least Mm -hmm. it's helped mine so that's probably my best piece of advice is buy the damn swimsuit buy the piece of clothing (laughs) and start appreciating your body for exactly how it is
0: and that's a great tagline (laughs) so cool (laughs) Um, well, this has been super fun, Alexa. Thank you for joining me today. Um, where can people find out more about you and Cedar and Sand Swim online?
1: So I have my personal Instagram account, which you're more than welcome to follow too, which is Lex McNeil. So L-E-X-M-C-N-E-A-L. And then my Cedar and Sand Swim account, which is literally just Cedar and Sand, C-E-D-A-R-A-N-D. S A N D S W I M. Sorry, that was long, almost messed <laughs> it up Um, for my Instagram accounts. And they're both linked in my bio. So you can always just click those. And my website is also linked in my bio, which is just www.cedarandsandswim.com. And if you want to read like a little bit more about me, I have my about section. And honestly, like I said, I answer every single DM and I'm always looking to connect with people. So if you have any questions, just slide into those DMs. Perfect. I will include links to all those in the show notes. Sounds good. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Thanks for joining me today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: That's it for today. Thanks for listening. I'm Allison Haynes and I hope you join me again for the next episode of How Fitting.